did did you watch um do you watch Trixie's fresh coverage Friday or full coverage Fridays? No. What is that? So basically every Friday Trixie goes live on YouTube and does like maybe like 20 minute set of songs. And so last week she did this cover of Lil Mama's lip gloss and it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have to go look that up. She used like a looper to to get the beat going. Oh, oh my gosh. I love instruments and toys. Yeah, it's hilarious to see <laughs> Trixie singing Lil Mama. Look, that was the jam at one point. <laughs> yeah, like uh that was like college for sure, right? Yes. Yeah. What you know about me? What you what you know about me? <laughs> my lip gloss be cool. My lip gloss be flopping. <laughs> Flo- <laughs> not flopping. <laughs> <laughs> My lip gloss be flopping all over the place, girl. Oh uh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> you might you might want to try a new shade. Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Oh. Hello, America. My name is Seth. Thanks for coming. What's your name, girl? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, it's Jamal. I know you just talked to me, but I'm in your ear hole again. Ooh, my favorite one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi, it's Stony. I'm not in your ear hole. <laughs> Damn it. They give you two for a reason, girl. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> this is our second recording session of the day, so we're like just feeling a little bit crazy. I've had um, five whole Trulies after um, not having drank for a week, and oh my gosh, I take back every negative thing I've said about hard <laughs> seltzer water. That shit's hitting right, isn't it, girl? I feel good. Is your lip gloss popping? That's the real question. <laughs> it's definitely popping, not flopping. Oh, good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you guys. Well, we're back this week. Of course, we got a couple different television programs to talk to you about. Uh, First up, we'll talk to you about Drag Race Celebrity. And then after the break, we will talk to you about the HBO program, We're Here. Yeah, so exciting. Welcome back. Yes, bitch. We're here. We're queer. Get used to it. Deal. (laughs) bitch (laughs) (laughs) all right well this has been a weird start so let's just get into the uh first program which we will be talking about celebrity drag race of course this is rupaul's psychotic show that is in between season 12 and untucked uh the the whole premise of this show if you haven't been watching it is that we have three quote-unquote celebrities and they come into the competition to play for money for a charity of their choice. Yes. yes. Love the charity aspect of this. Um, again, we might be using the term celebrity very loosely, but I have a difference in opinion this episode. Yeah, like this season or this episode, there's a twist. There was actually celebrities. <laughs> oh, you there were twist? <laughs> Yes, they were actually celebs. Wig snatch. Yes. Um, so this episode, the celebrities are Tammy Roman, Lonnie Love, and Vanessa motherfucking Williams. Fucking bingo. I know all of these people. 
I have to say that I'm not familiar with Tammy, but that's because I don't watch like the reality trashy programs that you guys watch. Oh um, shit! <laughs> I mean, it is it is trash TV. Um, Tammy Roman, I know her. Um, I'm aging myself, but that's fine because I don't look it. Um, Tammy Roman, the first season of Real World, New York, '93, and of course, Basketball Wives. Mom loves that show. Work. Uh, we yeah. also, I knew, I'd heard of Lonnie Love before. I have to say I wasn't familiar with her, but I at least heard her name. And then, of course, Vanessa Williams. Everybody should know who Vanessa Williams is. Yes, Queen. Um, Colors of the Wind, Miss USA, the first black Miss America. Excuse me, they are different. Miss America. And legendary actress, of course. Yeah, I definitely was, I knew her more as a singer than um a, a model i guess or a model competition person <laughs> well yeah she's it was definitely like a huge pageant right and then she um she made a huge splash on ugly betty i don't know the character's name because i'm not like a ugly betty super fan i have seen the first season but her character was pretty epic from what I hear and what I've seen on the show. And Lonnie Love, of course, um, watching Chelsea Handler back when I used to watch the Kardashians. But she's moved on past past um, Chelsea, and she does The Real, I believe, yeah. is what the show is called. Oh, The Realness. Did The Real, does The Real? I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like the, the view, basically. Like, that's what it is. It's like okay. a round table of women. Okay. Okay. See, I knew Tamar Braxton was fired from the show. I didn't know if the show was canceled, so Ooh. maybe she still has that job. T. <laughs> I, I love Tamar. Justice for Tamar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I just have to say, like, how overwhelming would it be for you to, like, have never been in drag, and all of a sudden you're doing a rusical? Listen, bitch, um... I don't know about y'all, but I've watched Beyonce's Homecoming approximately 614 times, so I would be ready for this. I don't know, girl. <laughs> I would not be ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, um, I, used, I didn't dance or anything growing up. I'm, I guess I'm naturally gifted, but again, choreography, actual choreography is a different thing. But no, in all seriousness, I would be shitting my pants secretly. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so the the drag mentors this episode are Asia O'Hara, who is mentoring Vanessa Williams, Trinity the Tuck, who is mentoring Lonnie Love, and Alyssa Edwards, who is mentoring Tam- uh, Tammy Roman. What a lineup. I mean, all the Rue girls we love, but what perfect queens. They're all pageant queens. Did anybody catch that? They are all pageant girls. Yes. So I just had a feeling this episode was going to be a bit more turned up. <laughs> yeah, and I love that Alyssa's back because we can never get enough of Alyssa. Um, and then Trinity and her plastic self was here, of course. <laughs> I know. All three of these queens are just, they're always a joy to see, whether it's just a photo or, you know, an interview on YouTube. Just love watching them, love watching what they're wearing. I live. Definitely. Um, but like we were saying, the whole point of this episode was um, to do the nine, or no, five to nine. <laughs> it's the opposite. Um, and they're club hours. Yeah. 
<laughs> and they're uh, they're doing their tribute to Dolly Parton, who was nice enough to send in a video clip for this episode. Mm-hmm. Hey, Auntie Dolly, we see you. Thanks for coming. And uh, so yeah, so Dolly Parton was there. Um, and they and during the musical, the mentors were all involved. Um, it was a pretty cute one. The only thing that was really confusing to me was like the Lonnie Love section. Yeah, I don't know if like there was a moment that was missed with the reveal and she like made up for it. I mean, if it was made up an improv on the spot, the reveal itself went over just right. I think like I think it was just a timing thing. It felt out of place. Well, I was just more confused because I mean, I'm not I know a few Dolly Parton songs, but um, I didn't know that she had I didn't know that there was Missy Elliott Parton like at the end there um, <laughs> singing stop flip it and reverse it I didn't realize that was done by Dolly Parton or something it must have been the remix that was something girl I was like I mean I was feeling my <laughs> Missy Elliott fantasy but I was like what does this have to do with Dolly Parton and this rusical <laughs> Well, they had to mix it up because it's drag race, so you just never know what these hoes are gonna do or throw at us. But it was it was fun nonetheless. Yes, it was a fun musical. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Still, um, this episode it felt kind of long to me. I don't know. Did you guys feel that way? Like at a certain point, you were like, "All right, I'm ready for this to get over with." Full disclosure: I went into this just not, not expecting to enjoy it but i am <laughs> i wasn't i was just like okay that's it's cute you know good job RuPaul. we're doing stuff for charity but you know i didn't need this but this week was different and i think it's because i know all of the ladies and their platforms and what they've done and i'm very familiar with all of them and their different um you know avenues of hollywood if you will so I was just more engaged and more into what the people were saying, what they were doing. And yeah, it, it just felt like a better experience this week for me. Yeah, I, I did like it better this week, but I do think I, I really wish they would like show more of um, like the three celebrities, like picking out their outfits and like working with mm-hmm. like we found out that like Chanel was there last week and that wasn't shown. Like, Oh yeah. I wish they would like show more stuff of that because it would be interesting. Like how did they come up with the look? Like who suggested what, like did they get to pick the look or how did that work? Yeah. That would be cool to see, especially because they'll do these, um, you know, the quick shots in the chairs, of course, where they reveal their makeup. We got a baking lesson this week, you know, was Asia doing that or was it Chanel? Yeah. One thing I did like, though, um, is that they did an homage or like not an homage. They were just paying tribute to the drag kings of the world. And I thought that was really interesting. That was the sort of like their first little challenge. And well, I for also loved Vanessa Williams just ripping the tracks out of her hair to give the full illusion. <laughs> Listen, um, y'all keep hearing me talk about Tracy Flick. It might be because I've watched the movie a couple times election since quarantine has begun. It's going to be week nine. If you're listening to this, that I've been working from home. Um, she was in it to win it. Okay. Like weave out claws, nails off earrings out. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. Actually all three of the women on the show were really like, um, proactive, like really like wanting to win. So I thought that made it really interesting. Like you could just see the, there was more of a competition. 
That's right. Tammy snatched her whole ass wig off. That's commitment right there, especially for a black yeah. lady. <laughs> I was really surprised when she did that. I was like, oh, my God. She just took her whole wig off. <laughs> Listen, we, we carry ourselves a certain way, and we're very proud about our hair, black people. So she's like, look, I'm here to play. All of that can wait, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I did like that a lot. Um what else? I'm well, yeah. I thought it was interesting though because you know that's one of the things that people criticize RuPaul for is for not having drag kings or other types of drag on the show. So in the celebrity mm-hmm. version, they had drag kings. So that's kind of like a fun little step towards the right direction. Yes, we love to see it. Yeah, maybe it's like little baby steps. You know, maybe one season we'll have like kings versus queens. Ooh, <laughs> spinoff. You Ooh, heard it here first. Battle on TFC of the seasons. Pod. The gauntlet. <laughs> RuPaul, give yes. us an official recap contract. We're making all these predictions, and they're coming true. Yes, girl. Stop stealing our <laughs> ideas. It's kind of crunchy and not a good look. <laughs> yeah, we know you're listening, producers. Batch. <laughs> <laughs> uh so that, yeah this was a really fun episode this was a, i did enjoy it a lot more um I, I guess we should also mention their drag names i liked uh miss vanessa williams as vanquisha de house oh yes i appreciate that as a witchy queen oh yeah that's pure evil right there yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's casting spells with her arms girl um uh, <laughs> Yeah, and I also, my my other favorite one was Miss Shanita Cocktail. Oh, appropriate. It's my all about pro- the pronunciation. <laughs> That's right. It's the timing. It's versatile. This is something I could, like, see anybody on stage running with this name and just, it's hilarious every time you hear it. Yeah, and when she was telling Alyssa and Alyssa's reaction was just, like, golden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, of course, Miss Lonnie Love, she went, and uh, pay tribute to two of her musical idols, Mary J. Blige and Diana Ross. And she became Mary J. Ross. I love that. What a cute collab. It's like Naomi Smalls, but not. It's like she sewed the first American flag or something. <laughs> <laughs> sure. She's like, yes, sis, Betsy Ross, come through. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know. So that, I mean, it was really good. It was, it was entertaining. Um, so in the end, of course, I was, uh, rooting for Vanessa Williams and I wasn't sure if she would win. It was actually pretty close. Like with all the the women on the show, they all did really good jobs. Um, but in the end, Vanessa Williams did win and she won $30,000 for the Trevor project. Perfect. We love that. I was um, also rooting for Vanessa. Also, Tammy. I was rooting for all the ladies, you know, three chocolate women, very accomplished women on RuPaul's stage. I was getting my whole life and they're all very different styles of drag queens as well. So I thought it was definitely between Tammy and Vanessa, but I was happy to see Vanessa win, especially for the Trevor Project. Yeah, and I thought it was also cool, too, that even the two other contestants, they donate like 10,000 to their charity too, Mm -hmm. which is really awesome. Definitely. Yeah. The other two charities that got $10,000 were St. Jude's children's hospital and dress for success, which um, is a a great organization that helps women to get back on their feet. If they're homeless or maybe low income or whatever really their need is. 
Yeah, it's a really great organization. I know people personally who have um, volunteered with this organization. They help ladies get prepared for the workforce if they're homeless, if they're in battered scenarios and they just start getting started on their own they give them a wardrobe and um, hairstyling and stuff for their interviews and their jobs definitely so i'm glad that those two also got some money and i feel like we're really on an upswing with this little series here so i'm excited to see who is the celebrities next week Yes, that is real. That is the real mystery of secret celebrity RuPaul's Drag Race. Like, will they actually be celebrities? We don't know. It's kind of hit or miss, girl. <laughs> but you know what? Really, I think the message that we can take away from this episode of Celebrity Drag Race is Miss Shanita Cocktail. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I need Where's another mine? one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just really like that because it's sort of like a whole, it's a whole visual in a, in one drag name. And just think about it. You can come out in all kinds of looks with all kinds of drinks because she doesn't specify what kind of cocktail. No. <laughs> yeah. I hope Heidi's taking notes because maybe she needs to change her name. <laughs> she could be real bougie and walk out there with like a extra dry, dirty martini or be real banji and walk out there with a Colt 45. Yeah. Who knows? versatility girl <laughs> um i thought it was interesting that they also were uh, lip syncing to disco songs in this week's episode it was kind of like watching the same episode again <laughs> because there was like the female super fans on the show um actually since since recording that one i went and did some research and the girl uh shay that was paired with Gigi. I guess is a queer woman that I don't know. If she just came out or she's just like publicly stating it, but I thought that was really interesting. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah. Cool. We definitely missed that detail, but that's good. Yeah. Nice job. Celebrity drag race. Good episode. Number two next week is technically the half point halfway mark. So yeah. maybe they're going to up their game for us. Yeah. Next week. I think the mentors are Bob, the drag queen again and Kim Chi and Nina West. Ooh. Nice. That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that one. I'm really like on a bob kick, so like I'm really <laughs> into this. Yes, Queen. We love you, Bob. So um yeah, let's go ahead and take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk to you about the HBO series We're Here, episode two. Stunning. Hey everyone, thanks for coming. We wanted to take a moment to check in on you, listener, to make sure you're taking care of yourselves during these corona-not-so-tastic times. These are crazy and unique times, so it's extra important to mind your self-care and to not get wrapped up in things you simply cannot control. Coronavirus should be taken seriously, and the guidelines that the people of the world have to follow are simple. Practice social distancing, disinfect surfaces regularly, Wear a mask and disposable gloves if possible. Stay home, work remotely if you can, and only leave the house for essential errands. And wash your damn hands, people. Remember to log off if you need a break from news or coverage during the pandemic. Give yourself social media breaks to detox and recharge. Find some fun at home and have a virtual kiki with family and friends to keep your spirits up. Get lost in some new music discoveries as well. Or better yet, listen to our podcast. If you're a new listener of the show, first of all, welcome. We're so happy to have you. Remember to leave us a review and rate us 
five hallelujah stars wherever you listen to our show. That's right. Hallelujah stars. Thank you in advance. You can find us on social media at TFC pod or visit us on our website. Thanks for coming podcast.com. If you're feeling lonely and don't have anyone to shade with, feel free to drop us a line at tfcpod at gmail.com. Oh, and one other thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We are going to continue with our discussion about We're Here, the HBO series that is just being raved and ravished, and it's totally sickening. <laughs> yes, we love this show, and this week only increased that feeling. Ugh, the show is just so good. I feel like when I watch it, I'm like watching like the Power Rangers or something, like because they're just like <laughs> going off like in these vehicles. I'm like, yes, transform. Yes. <laughs> just wait till they all like come together to form one giant cyborg that's RuPaul. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> that's the gag of the season right there. Right. <laughs> Ru- RuPaul pops up on the last episode, like. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> Ru, RuPaul's like Zordon. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> go, go, gay power rangers. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, this was a good one. This week we are in Idaho Falls. Twin Falls, Idaho. That was close. Full <laughs> <laughs> we'll round up. Yeah. It's like a points for the Fantasy League, right? Yes, of course. <laughs> I'm so confused. Tony's like, wait, that's not on the fucking rubric, bitch. Yeah, I just, I'm just making up categories. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I guess I didn't realize that Idaho Falls. I, well, I don't really know a lot about Idaho, I guess. But it's, I feel like it's probably a small town somewhere in Idaho. Yeah, I, I feel like it's definitely a small town somewhere yeah i didn't look it up but i'm assuming anything outside of boise is probably small (laughs) yeah yes that's what i was trying to say it did not come out yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it was a really good episode this week um i guess who should we talk about first bob eureka so this was a mixed bag (laughs) this week right because (laughs) on the first episode each of the queens got one individual person and this week we see Bob the drag queen with a group of local queens, um, a few of the local queens. And then we see Shangela with a couple, um, Brandon and Michaela. And then we've got Clifton uh, straight that was paired with Eureka. Definitely. And I, and all stories were pretty interesting this week. Um, I guess we can maybe start with um, Eureka. She had Clifton and like Jamal said, Clifton is a heterosexual identifying male who growing up was like basically taught that like gays are bad, like it's like sins or whatever, like, you know, the typical things. And I thought it was really interesting that he was open to doing this um, transformation. I, um, I connected with this a little bit because we have to, this is something we have to talk about because it's very easy as a, part of the queer community to look at people like Clifton and say, Oh, well, you know, you just want to be on TV or why are you doing it this way? Why can't you just go out and support your local drag queen? But I think people putting themselves out there 
and making these statements and still living there, that's a big deal because that still breeds an opportunity for them to start the snowball of change in their town. And this is exactly what that show promotes. So I, I was appreciative of Clifton being honest and was like, hey, it, it's not cool. So I'm going to put myself out there and just do it. Yeah, I thought it I thought it was really cool. Like growing up like in a smaller area and stuff, like obviously like a lot of like redneck straight people are, are like all like they're just not used to being around gay people or gay culture in any way. So like it's it would be easy for somebody like him to not even care and just move on. So it takes like a lot of like cojones to like be like, okay, I'm gonna like go do drag on HBO, like around like all these rednecks you know what i mean yeah and i also like that this also relates kind of to the first episode and bob's person because it's all and it's all part of the acceptance and inclusion kind of approach it's like hey let me walk a mile in their shoes because i see that's hard for them or i know it's hard for me to be a black guy so let me try to be a drag queen so a cis white male doing this is like huge because those are the voices that you know traditionally our country pay attention to so big deal right and then throughout like his storyline um he just see him hang out with all of his like redneck buddies and his girlfriend and oh my gosh like that the- awkward garage party yeah <laughs> they're all like what are you doing here queer i'd be too fabulous for that party we might be skipping ahead i'd i'd like have to do miranda Priestley and probably leave after half an hour yeah i mean <laughs> It kind of reminded me a little bit of um, friend of the show, Nick, going to, like, some of his parties. Like, Nick is always accepting, but, like... Very open. Being, like, in southern Indiana, like, just, you know, like, his high school friends or friends that he's had since he was a kid, like, a lot of them are, like, looking at Jamal and I, like, like, why are you guys here? We're the only gay guys. I'm usually the only black person anywhere in sight in southern Indiana, unless you get to Evansville. Yeah, so it's just, like... and there would be people at the party that were like not accepting of gays and like you would know it. Um, so it just, that reminded me of that for some reason. Yeah. Very real scenarios. Whenever you see me turning up my glitter and sparkle, it's because I know there's someone who isn't expecting around, um, accepting, excuse me, around. Yes. <laughs> but it was really interesting though. Cause by the end of it, Clifton was like, uh, well shaved, shaved his beard for the drag show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and would you know corseted cinched for the gods um yes tuck reveal and all yeah him and eureka basically came out as like guar (laughs) (laughs) yes that huge like shoulder pads on they were doing uh some some drag to joan jet like full rocker drag and Uh um and at the end of it like you know clifton was always kind of like standoffish and like you know trying to be macho but at the end of it um, you just see Clifton and drag just like sitting on Eureka's lap <laughs> and like just feeling the full fantasy, like raised his voice to be more feminine sounding. You know, it was yeah. like it was kind of cute. No, it's a it's a good transformation to see because really all of this. What does RuPaul say? You're born naked and the rest is drag. So it's like it's just a wig. It's just makeup. I'm just a person having fun. And I'm glad that that got to resonate with Clifton. And I'm also glad that Eureka is making a name as the redneck correspondent on the show. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, she's like the white trash one. All right, yeah. shout out over here. 
Shout out to East Tennessee. <laughs> She's like, I majored in redneck studies, so I will be mentoring all the rednecks on how to do drag. <laughs> Dr. Eureka Honey. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, that was a cute story. Um, I guess moving on, we can talk about Bob's uh, gaggle of ladies. <laughs> I love that. Gaggle of ladies. Yes. Oh T-shirt. <laughs> so so bob is like mentoring these three local drag queens there actually was somewhat of a local drag um uh scene in idaho falls mm-hmm. i was living for the one bitch singing ave maria in drag like yes <laughs> she was serving okay she's like i'll show you culture twin falls <laughs> right um, I don't remember <laughs> all of their queens' names, but the one that I really remembered uh, is called Lucid Dreams. Lucid Dreams. She was our air queen, right, in the final performance? Yes. Ooh. Yes. Lucid Dreams was interesting, like, lives with uh, his grandpa, very elderly yep. grandpa, and, like, takes care of him. And uh, the grandpa's very supportive of Lucid, and that was cute to see. Yeah, and um, also, what a dynamic in the relationship, because usually it's the grandparents or great-parents or great-aunties and uncles that queer people have to worry about not accepting them because, oh, they're from a different time, they just don't understand, they're old, you know, that excuse. And it's nice to see that um, Lucid's grandpa supports them and is there for them just like lucid's there for their grandpa and it's just very heartwarming to see even listening to the clips of the story as the show played out you're looking at some of these small towns wherever you are if you're looking at any small town on a tv show or movie documentary whatever and you're just kind of like why haven't they left or why don't they just get the fuck out but some people are there for family to support we learned lucid moved away a couple times and moved back to help their grandpa and then other people are just connected to their town and feel like they don't have to leave and i respect that just the same yeah i thought that was a really good story and i thought the grandpa was really sweet like he like really cared a lot like you could tell and who's was just kind of like, I don't care what he does. So I got a very strong feeling of like thankfulness. I don't know. We didn't hear too much more about Lucid's other family, but I kind of get the feeling that Lucid's the only one that's there for him. So uh, there's just a very heavy feeling of thankfulness as well. Definitely. Um, the other Queens were, were pretty awesome too. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. They were all, I think kind of their whole story was about them. And it's kind of weird to me is that they just don't hang out together. There's no, like, even though there is a drag scene, like they're not friends really. They don't like go and Kiki like and hang out. I am like failing at remembering names right now. I know that there was um lavender. Was it Beauchamp? I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. She was our water queen. And then our fierce fire queen, forgive me, queen. Um, I'm going to post you on, on our Instagram. But I was, she was my favorite of the group just because, um, like Seth was saying, they don't really get together. They probably don't feel like there's that sense of community or that they're not getting together for anything. But no matter how big the number, and I think they learned this by the end of the show, your community is still a community. And I could just feel the level of reserve 
from her and just like not being sure if this was all real life and then just completely serving and even the fire and her like high (laughs) what is the um screamo like rock like lip sync Mm -hmm. like you can feel the passion watching her in that scene and that passion came out right under that fierce fiery bob at the end as well yeah i I am glad that they um, like shed light on the local queens and stuff because that's so important too. Is like the local like drag community. Like I don't know how many you know times when we were in Bloomington. Like I would go to so many drag shows and mm-hmm. like here in Indy too. Some of the local drag shows and it's just like really important to support those queens as that's well. That's right. Shout out to Mad Myrna's in Alaska. Support your local drag wherever you are. Definitely. Yeah, I, I also, like you were saying, I like La- when at the end of the show when Lavender was like, and give it up for our other local queens. They had some of the other queens like in the front row there in full drag. And so, I mean, they didn't really give them enough uh, time to like be on the screen, but it looked like they were more of like the alternative drag um, yes. family. <laughs> and that's I loved it. I was like, one of them kind of looked like a mop or something. It was kind of hard to tell, but I don't know. <laughs> it was, I wanted to see more. So go, go it's support. Very, um, that's right. Go support. Go check out their Instagrams. Of course, we'll share what we can on our social media. But that's very um, Pacific Northwest drag. Very alternative. Very out there, but still captivating. Definitely. So that was sort of the transformation of, of Bob's team. And then lastly, but not least, we have Shangela helming um, this couple, Michaela and Brandon. And um, Brandon is a trans man. And I don't remember if both of them or just one came from like Mormon, uh, Latter-day Saints. They both did. Both were? Okay. Yeah. Um, they went to high school together. And at the time, they were both um, women. And, you know, of course, the Latter-day Saints dating two two women dating was just a big no-no, as Brandon and Michaela stated. And, um, yeah, so what a journey, right? And they're still there. Definitely. I mean, it was just really I, – I like this story the most, I think, um, because, like, at the, the beginning, Brandon, he just seems, like, really kind of, like, shy or not confident, I guess you could say. Um, and th- even through the rehearsals, but like that in their last performance, they basically their whole performance was made around the fact that um, I, not a lot of people or very few people came to their wedding and they wanted to have like this big traditional like, you know, showy wedding and they didn't get to have it. So that's what their performance was going to be. And Shangela walked uh, Michaela down the aisle. <laughs> Yeah, how epic. I um I love this story. I love all the stories on this episode. I just connected with all of them in a way, but this one was so powerful. The performance and the story. Um shout out to Brandon. We were exchanging um comments on Twitter. I hope you're listening to this now because it was just so amazing to watch and I could not imagine going through what the both of you did in that experience, um, let alone your transition and having your blood treat you that way. I've always said I've been lucky in my coming out experience and I haven't had to deal with really any of these real life scenarios that we're kind of seeing highlighted on um, Drag Race and we're here. So major props to both of you and thanks for sharing that story because that wedding was all the shade I needed. Look at what you could have been part of, family. (laughs) Look at all these people I don't know screaming and cheering for me and getting their life. And this is what your book, your good book, whatever you read, 
does not mention. This is the part you're not interpreting correctly. This is what love means. This is what it's all love means. Yeah, and that's... I think that was the thing I I really bothered. Like I loved Brandon's story, but what really bothered me was the way that he his family treated him. Yes. And like for I don't know for a gay person anyway. Like the I think it was her his, choices. His sister. Yeah, his sister used the word choices. The choices that you've made, like like I'm not happy with. Like that word choices has always bothered me as a gay person because. Like, people used to use that against, like, gay people saying, oh, you chose to be gay and that type of thing. So I, when Brandon's sister said that to him, I was just, like, so annoyed because I'm like, how dare you, like, sit there and, like, judge him? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Brandon's family was, like, accepting to the point a where point. they just wanted him t- or to have a good life. Um, mm-hmm. or, and to be happy and that sort of things like but definitely not supportive of like the the trans journey I would assume and I don't know it's just I mean it was crazy but like even at the wedding like you they did a lot of shots too I think it was his sister and she was like crying and really emotional in the audience and I was like maybe this is I, I and I really hope I don't know maybe Brandon can let us know if he's listening like hopefully this was a good start to having his family come around a, at least a little bit more that's right, because um, longtime listeners of the show know how we feel about these kinds of issues. And I was going to point out the audience as well. I love how this show highlights the audience almost more than they do the performances, because we're really shedding a light on, you know, seeing potential change in these people's faces and how they're reacting to the show and realizing that we're just here to have a good time. It's just not in a bar line dancing or looking at hot chicks all night and calling each other bro. Like this is our version of fun and we're normal people as well. And that whole choice thing bothers me as well. This is like very crude listeners, but remember I did not grow up in the church. My dad did. Um, He became a deacon after I did. And after I left from college, excuse me, in 2005, he started all of that. So I told, I had to tell him straight up, you can pray for me. You can do whatever for me every night, every day, every hour with your congregation. And my dick is not going to get hard for a woman. Uh, sorry, I was born this way. It's not a fucking choice. Yeah, I mean, it's... And it, we're more than just sexual organs as well. Like, why can't we just be with the people we like? Not all gay people or queer people have sex. There's also that. Like, there are levels. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, I just thought the the performance the, at the end of the drag show was beautiful. Michaela got to play violin. So that's, like, you know, she kind of got to bring in, like, the beginning of their relationship into the performance. And then uh, Brandon, just the reveal into, like, the, the suit with the um, trans pride colors was just so powerful. Yes. Um, mm. The, the uh, what's the thing called that you get married under? Oh my gosh. Oh my god. I'm drawing a blank. Atri- is it atrium? The flowery thing. Or, I, don't I don't know. know. The over the oversized partial wreath. The pretty thing that stands over up. you. Yeah. Altar. The alt yeah, the basically the makeshift altar it had. Um like trans <laughs> it had cloth in the color of trans pride. And it was just very much like I don't know. I mean I cried for sure. It was just it was very powerful and I hope that Brandon and Michaela know that they 
probably made more change than they even realize in this world. Um, they affected a lot of people for sure. I mean, I don't know. It was just very beautiful. And I, and I hope that they got the experience that they were wanting. This is the TV that we need. This is the kind of... Um Drag Race is really fun. I think Drag Race is really important, of course, but getting deeper into these queer stories on a platform like HBO, I think it's so important to spread that message and spread that education. So, you know, good job. We've talked about this on other podcasts before, but, you know, when you're a young queer kid or whatever, you don't really have a lot of, or you used to not have like access to really anything because the internet wasn't around, but like, you know, there wasn't many shows featuring gay people or trans people. So like the way, the amount of content that that's out there now is so much more. Mm -hmm. And so like, there's probably like a little trans kid somewhere watching this on HBO and is being inspired. So it's awesome. Definitely. It was very, very brave of, well, of everybody really in the show, everyone was really brave in their own way. Um, and that's what's, and that's what I really enjoy about we're here. It's like, I always watch this show and I'm like, man, I am so just like fucking happy to be gay <laughs> like because <laughs> I just, it's just such a celebration of like, you know, beautiful love. It's all about love. And, you know, you don't always see it, of course, you know, if you're on Twitter, but, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, people can be real <laughs> hateful, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's like the people like there's you'll find your people in this world, like with us three. And, you know, there's lots of other people and gay, queer, all sorts of, of um, people of sexualities and genders out there like us that will, uh, that will, you know, just be happy to give love and, and help as much as you can, even if it's just to sit down and have a conversation, you know? That's right. Your tribe is here. So um, we hope you guys are liking the show. We are obviously loving it. um i feel like we had a better week uh uh, this week with the celebrity drag race and then of course with we're here this was i I think i like this one better than the first i don't know it's i'm not gonna quantify they're all great but um yeah so we'll be back of course next week with another episode of celebrity drag race and we're here so make sure you subscribe because you know we'll be continuing on with our queer media that's right please tell your friends about us Um, listen and rate us wherever you listen to your podcast thanks for coming podcast.com has lots of fun tidbits for you as well and find us on socials like brandon did at tfc pod on twitter and instagram yeah and make sure to support your local drag queens whenever we're out of quarantine actually or while you're in quarantine because if your scenes like you know, my Seattle queens that I like, they're all doing Insta Live drag shows that you can send the money. So just support them now. That's right. The queens are still working. Go check it out. Yeah. So we'll be back on Tuesday with another episode of season 12 content for you and an untucked talk if it's interesting. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, until then, bye. 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 If it's interesting.